to another episode of Grow Your Patch with Shannon Crocker, where here we discuss growing your own food in whatever size patch of dirt that you have access to. Hello and welcome to episode three of Grow Your Patch. Today we are discussing a question that I get often on my A Country Mum Instagram, and that is, is having a cow worth it? And this is a genuinely great question because for so many of us, having a house cow conjures up ideas of having to milk twice a day and and not being able to go anywhere and, and all of those sorts of things and, and extra work and all of those sorts of things. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of a timeline of, of my experience with house cows because it's I am still relatively new to it and and I still believe I'm learning every day. Um, for many years, I was desperate to get a house cow. I'd done a cheese making course. I raised potty calves every year. So a potty calf, if you don't know, is an orphaned calf. Um, it it's one of those things that happens when you breed cat um, breed cattle. You can often get orphaned calves. I often have one or two every year. Um, this year already, I have one. So my idea was I would get a house cow. She would raise my potty calves. And then I could get milk when I needed it. Those were those were my my ideas. Of course, my husband wasn't so excited about it. <laughs> I think he just thought, "Oh my god, are you serious? This is just extra work." And and I'm like, "Oh, but I'm going to do it." And blah blah blah. Anyway, I kept talking and talking about it. And finally, last year, I think he just threw his hands up in the air and went, "Oh my god, do whatever you want." And I was like, woohoo, and jumped on Gumtree straight away. <laughs> and I, anyway, I found a lovely dairy farmer um, in southeast Queensland selling dairy cows. We went down and we had a look. He took us to the dairy, which the kids loved, and I picked out my cow. Um, and that is how we got Brie. Brie is a Jersey Cross Charolais, and she came last year with a Angus calf called Coca-Cola. And she also then went on to raise two other potties for me as well. So she raised her calf and she raised two potties as well as giving us some milk, which was brilliant. Um, so that was me starting. So that was roughly a year ago we got Brie. And then about a month ago, I started talking about getting another house cow. And I honestly think Phil just thought I was mad. Um, anyway, we now have Feta. She is a Jersey Frisian cross. She also came from a dairy she came with a calf as well. And so that's where we are at today. So today I have two house cows. I have one in milk, Feta is in milk, and Brie is due at any moment. So she's due to have a calf at any moment, which is very, very exciting. Now, what, how I manage my house cows is that I do what's known as calf sharing. So I share the milk with the calves. So if I don't need milk, for example, I don't need any milk today because I milked yesterday. So I'm not going to milk today. I'm going to let the calves have it. Um, and that just means that I can easily go away. I'm not locked into having to milk morning and night. You can absolutely go and buy a cow that's in milk. But if she doesn't come with a calf, you're going to have to milk her twice a day to keep that milk supply up, which might be fine if you're not going anywhere for however many months you want to keep milk in. Um, but if you are, you know, if you want to have a bit of a life, I highly suggest 
calf sharing. Um, you know, the other option is there are um, people I know that uh, share cows, you know, they cow share. So, you know, one family might milk for these days and the other family might milk for other days. There, there's lots of different options. Uh, but for me, the easiest option was by far sharing that milk with a calf. So to give you an example of things that you might need to have a house cow, you're going to need some sort of yard setup. You're going to need some sort of head bale. And that's not just for milking. That's also for animal husbandry stuff. You, you need, you do need access to a head bale or a crush. Um, you're going to need good water facilities because a dairy cow drinks a lot of water. And you're also going to need um, some supplementary food. So, you know, you, you to feed a dairy cow, they're trained on food. So in the morning and in the afternoon, for example, so in the morning, Feta is always waiting for me. Um, she's down there waiting for me in the afternoon. She's down the paddock, but I can just call her and she will come running because she knows that when I'm there, I give her food. And so currently what I'm giving Feta is we are very lucky as, as I've said on previous podcasts, we grow grain. So I'm giving her cracked barley and at the moment, a little bit of loose and hay, um, and some copper meal as well. So that's sort of what she's getting um, when she comes running in, um, I put put it in the tub and then either the calves just drink from her or I milk her first quickly, get a couple of liters out and then I give the rest to the calves. So that's how, how it works at the moment. Um, so the pros of having a house cow is they can raise potty calves, which is fantastic, which then, you know, depending on how much land you have, um, you can go on to then eat if you want to raise them for, for meat, um, then you've got milk, um, which is, I have to say like, you, you know, fresh milk is, is it just beats, um, <laughs> shop bought hands down and that cream layer on top. Oh my God, I have it in my tea and it's just, it's just amazing. Um, so you've got fresh milk, um, you've got, which is, which is lovely as well. And obviously with that, you've got the chance to make ricotta, cream cheese, butter, cheeses, you know, you have so many different options. So the pros are, are that. Um, the cons of having a house cow is you do need a bit of space. So, you know, you, you do need that, that space to be able to run them. Um, if you don't produce your own food to be able to feed the cow, then you're going to have to buy that in. And that can become expensive. So that's something to consider that, you know, if you are having to buy in a heap of feed, um, you know, it might not be be worth it, um, you know, when you have a look at, at the costs and that kind of thing because she does eat a considerable amount. Uh, the cows do eat a considerable amount. So that's something to consider. Um, you know, time factor, obviously, we all choose things um, that go into our day. So I don't have anything in my day that I haven't chosen to put there. So I am choosing to put that cow into my day, but I'm also aware that, you know, I could be using that time to do other things potentially, but, but I love doing it and I think it's worth it. So I'm happy to have it, but I can also understand that for some people, it just might become a chore and, you know, you might get over it. 
Um, so it, it is a little bit of a time factor. It is quite quick though, like now, because the cows are, here, are up here at the house, I literally go down in the morning, they're waiting for me. I let Feta in, she feeds the calves. Um, and then I go back inside, do a few things, or I go and do stuff in the veggie garden or with the anim other animals. And then I go back and I let her out and she's done. So that's easy. And then if I want to milk her, like I said earlier, I'll just milk her first and then let the calves in off after her. So the time factor is, is significantly reduced for me now. It's closer to me. Prior to that, it was about 5Ks away. I was going down to the other yards. And um, and so then the time was was quite significant. So I have noticed a huge reduction in that. Um, so basically, if you've got the facilities um, or you can get the facilities and you have the space and you have the interest, I highly recommend getting a house cow and, as I said, calf sharing um, because I think that's the best way to go. But realistically, you know, there are always people selling house cows or dairy cows. Um, if you can, I recommend getting a, a cow, a house cow from a dairy, just purely because they have already been trained. Um, and so they know what they're doing. They know what they're about. They don't kick. It's fantastic. Or if you get the chance, you can go absolutely. Um, there's often little little farms that sell house cows as well. Go and have a look at your cow. Um, there's there's certain things you want to be looking at. You want to make sure the cow's in a good is in good condition. I know dairy cows can look skinny, but you know, have a look, look at their coat, look at their condition, make sure they don't have a runny nose, make sure they're not breathing too hard and they've got some some illness issues. Um, those things are all really important. Have a look at the temperament of the cow. If you've got kids, um, you know, have a look at at um, how they're going to be around kids. Some cows have never seen kids before. So, and they get used to it. I'm pretty sure Brie had never seen kids, but she's completely fine with them now. But it's just something to consider when you've got, when you're getting a cow. Um, and you also want to ask or want to see her feed calves or potentially feed um, a foster calf if that's if that's what you're chasing. If you're chasing a good cow that's going to foster, there are some cows out there that will not foster. Like it, it takes a fair bit to get them to foster. And there are other cows out there that will just let every single thing suck them. I'm pretty sure last year Malcolm drove past one of the paddocks and he had to laugh because he said there were two calves sucking on Brie and one of our bulls. <laughs> so she was obviously just happy to let everybody have a go. Um, but, but yeah, they're things to go and have a, have a bit of a look at when you're looking at a house cow. I would also suggest don't get one that's too old. A house cow's life isn't as long as potentially some other beef breeds. So you just want to be a little bit um, mindful that, you know, you don't want to go out and buy a 10-year-old cow. Um, you know, ideally, if you can, you know, grab it, get, try and get a cow that's already calved um, because, again, dairy cows can sometimes have issues calving. Um, and if you are new to those kinds of things, then, you know, you need to, to, to be prepared for that. So I would suggest getting a cow that has already calved. Um, the other thing I would suggest is it, depending on where you are, um, I would steer clear personally for where we are out here. I would steer clear of a purebred Jersey just because when times get tough, um, they can, they can find it really tough and Jerseys tend to get 
tend to be a bit more susceptible to things like milk fever um, and a few things like that. So personally for me, um, I'm always going to go for a Jersey cross um, because I love the Jersey. I love the high cream and the milk, um, but it, it all depends on, on what you're looking for in a cow. If you're looking for high volumes, you know, you, you're going to look for a Frisian. If you want more cream, you're going to go for a Jersey, but there are things to be mindful of. Like I said, you know, you're going to need some, a few things um, to be prepared for for a purebred jersey just in the off chance that you have like i said issues like milk fever and that kind of thing there are some great facebook groups uh raising house cows or having house cows and and, and that kind of thing on there that i have learned huge things about when it comes to having a house cow um there are some great books out there as well um i have one in the shelf that i bought and i will put it in the today's show notes so you can have a look at it um but what I suggest is, is if you've been thinking about doing it, give it a go, really. And if if you find that it's not for you, house cows seem to be quite saleable. So you can always, um, you know, on sale it to, to another person if you think that it's not worth your time. But like I said, I would just make sure you have those things together and, and be you know, at the end of the day, when you're looking after livestock, you have to be prepared, um, you know, for, for a few different things like livestock get ill or they get injured. So you have to take those things into consideration. So your facilities need to be able to handle an animal that is injured or needs daily injections or any of those sorts of things. So I hope that has helped and I hope that has given you an idea about having a house cow. As I said, I absolutely love it. That's why I have two now. Um, and yeah, the, the fresh milk and the cheese and it, it's all amazing. But as I said, I am also very aware of the cost of buying feed and obviously the time factor. So it all just depends on what you want to do with your time in your day and what you're prepared to, to give up to be able to fit it in. I just wanted to jump on and give you a quick little update about Brie. Last Sunday, she gave birth to a very healthy little calf. Unfortunately, the next day, I discovered Brie had gone down and called a vet. The vet diagnosed her with ketosis and a uterine infection. We gave her some four-in-one solution and some antibiotics, and thankfully, Brie was back up on her feet the next morning and is going really well. But I just wanted to highlight the fact that dairy cows can be a little bit more, I don't want to say temperamental, but they require a little bit more monitoring, especially around calving, more than your beef cows do. So it's just something to be aware of. I have four in one in my cupboard. It's a solution that you can give them um, subcut. It is actually really good for any animal that is down. We give them subcut, a vet will give them intravenously, but definitely something to keep in your cupboard. But like I said, I just wanted to highlight the fact that things happen. If you ha- if you want to get a house cow, like I said, I highly recommend it. I'm really enjoying it, but you just have to be prepared that in the event of, of an emergency, you have some basic things in your cupboard and also you have access to a vet and a crush um, that you can put the cow in if need be. But 
Bree's going well. Calf's going well. Fingers crossed it's all smooth sailing from here. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can tune in next Monday for another episode of Grow Your Patch. In the meantime, if you are on Instagram and you want to see what happens in my life behind the scenes, feel free to give me a follow at a country mum. Have a great one.